Hello and welcome to a special episode of Affable Chat. My name is Benjamin and this is Joey. Hey, how's it going? And today we're talking about Animal Crossing New Horizons for Nintendo Switch. And we've done video game episodes before, so uh, usually when we do them, we have a slightly different structure. Here's our itinerary for this episode. First, we're going to start off with an island tour of Joey's Island, which is called Happy Island. That's and right. After that, we're going to head over to my island, which is called Oklatopia, and I'm going to show you guys around there. And then we're going to hear from a special guest, B. Stewart, friend of the podcast, and hear what she has to say about Animal Crossing. And then we're going to cap it all off with an affable chat review of the game uh, where we will finally deliver our ratings. Uh, but let's go ahead and kick things off with an island tour of Happy Island. Joey, lead the way. Well, actually, my island is only called Happy because I screwed up when I was making the name of the island. <laughs> but that's okay. It's still kind of a nice name for it. So here, welcome. Welcome. This is not your first time here, but things have changed since we've first been here. Okay. This is the entrance here with the, our nice little flower garden and fountain. Yeah, you got a lot of flowers out here. This is Of course, impressive. I got a clock right here, so you know what time it is. It's very important. Yes, it's, very, it's the morning when we're recording this episode. That's right. Here's my uh, town hall. looks pretty normal. There's my uh, generic flag. That yeah, it I is generic. I, I'm <laughs> going to guess you didn't make that yourself. I did not, but I thought about changing it. <laughs> well done. That's really putting in the effort. Um, well, before we continue, um, I like your bag. It's like flopping around back there. What is, yeah, what is that? Cool? Is that like a lunch pail? I have pail? no idea. I think it's a messenger bag. Nice. I'm also, I'm also wearing a bag. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah. Is that a new thing? It's a fanny pack that you wear over your shoulder. It's very, uh, uh, very epic. Mine's a tool bag, actually. I actually I like having lots of my tools on me, so that's very nice. Okay. So let's, uh, let's head here to the right here. This is what I like to call the horse district because there are a couple of horses that live over here. Another <laughs> another um, fountain with some uh, hedges that I planted yesterday. This nice. is Poppy, the, the horse. Say hello. Hi, Poppy. Poppy says hello. Let's talk. He loves long walks, he says. Very cool. I like his shirt. Yes, he's very cool. So I got a couple of horses that live around here. Um, and then, uh, over here I have a, um, an elephant named Margie. She's very pretty. I like uh, her little place. We can, I think we can check in. Margie. Like. That's a great name. She, uh, her, her, uh, phrase is tootie. She always says tootie. Uh, and when do you, when you talk to her, she makes like kind of like drum noises. <laughs> well, let's see, uh, let's see what her interior decorating skills look like. Oh, she's got a giant oh, bookshelf in here. She's so cute. She is really cute. Are you visiting here from Off Island? I am. I am from Off Island. It's nice to meet you. Oh, she loves meeting new friends. I do too. I'm going to give her uh, encouragement. <laughs> she just shouted in her face. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, look at her um look at her her kitchen set here. This looks straight out of like my uh apartment that I lived in in Mississippi. Look, she's got so many books, she can't even fit them all on her shelf. She's got them stacked up under the dresser over here. Wow. That's awesome. She's always reading under under trees and stuff. All right. Yeah, see you later. Favorites. Margie. Um, so over here in the same area is the um, uh, is the museum. Once you get out here, how, how's oh, your collection oh, oh. going? You getting a lot of dinosaur bones and a lot of uh, bugs. I have like I am so frustrated with this because I have been picking up fossils every single day, and often I don't get any new ones. 
you know uh-huh i like i don't know how many i'm supposed to be getting like i feel like the it's unbalanced how much i don't get new things it's really annoying for me it's all about um making money off of the fossils that i've already given to oh, them I, so, I just want to get I, a, I want a complete uh dinosaur i want a complete uh triceratops or or uh tyrannosaurus rex skull i want um statue or or fossil so that i can put it outside the museum as like advertisement anyway this is my um orchard as you can see there's lots and lots of trees here freshly actually, harvested this is actually three levels tall which is pretty whoa it there's... literally takes me 20 minutes to, and it gets me like one hundred twenty thousand bells i lost uh, you in the in the forest <laughs> i'm over here ah there you are um so over here some of the coconut trees and over here is our energy source for um my whoa. island which is uh, so right progressive that's right so uh, because of all the fossils underground, some of the villagers, especially uh, Walt the kangaroo, who we'll meet later, have theorized that this is actually a coal-rich island and that we should be digging up like some of our natural resources and selling them to like the Koch brothers. But I have I have put my foot down as like island resident, like as the services or whatever the frick my title is. The, um, I think you're the uh, representative. Yeah, that's that. I, I've said that we are not doing any sort of excavation uh, beyond just simple digging in this island. So we're completely green here wow. that's uh, that's happy's uh um, the happy guarantee uh, yeah. yeah so one of the things that's kind of interesting about the um the the trees in this in this i don't know if you've noticed this or not but when you're growing trees it's like it's a different layout than when you're um just uh what what's it called when, when you when you're after after they're fully grown so when you're here's my house by the way we're gonna check out my house while i'm talking about this so um when you put down trees, when you're growing them, they kind of have to take up five spaces, right? One space for the tree and then a space up, down, left, and right from it. And while it's growing, it will just stay like that. Um, and if you put anything too close to it in that area, then it will suddenly just not grow, right? Which right. is honestly pretty annoying. But once it's fully grown, you can just um, you can move it and put them right next to each other. And I actually created an entire like Excel document to like figure out what the most efficient way to uh, put my trees down uh, in, in that orchard uh, at first before I realized that I could move them later. Uh, and I, I gotten it to, so since one tree takes up five spaces, the maximum efficiency for the at space is 20%, which I was able to, uh, which able to grab and then uh, remake into something else to make it into 50% efficiency uh, once I laid it out in that perfect grid that you see late, um, you saw earlier. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, I've heard of that. A, like, the best way to do it is to, like, once your tree is grown, eat some fruit and dig it up and move it to where you yeah, really yeah, yeah. want it. That's that's kind of Whoa. the... Whoa. Nice snail. Thanks, dude. I uh, I got that from Flick, the uh, the, um, the, the, the the animal guy or the... The, the, um, the fish guy? Insect guy. Insect, oh, insect guy. guy, right. Yeah, he made a, a thing for me. I actually collected some um, atlas moths, too, for him to make me one, but I haven't seen them since. This is my kitchen area. As you can see, I have some pots and pans on the wall. Very um, nice. Some kitchen stuff. I don't actually have like a good kitchen thing. So this is just a dresser with a toaster and microwave Toast! on it. Toast. <laughs> I wish I could. I was trying to interact with the toaster in the uh, in the microwave, but I just keep opening that drawer. I do That's like okay. this toast though. Over here, I have some other stuff. You can rotate around, obviously, and see some more of my my house. Oh yes. Um, I, I got the informative statue over here, which is actually a forgery, which is why I have it in my house. But I can't tell the difference, so it works for me. Which one? I have. This. Is that the blue one? Yeah informative statues what it's called yeah it's the Rosetta that is Stone. hilarious <laughs> and of course um, it's a forgery it's blue 
<laughs> we can talk about the art. The art thing is actually really fascinating. Over here, you can see all my awards for my outstanding house building um, yeah, wow. on the wall. Yep. Very decorated. Now, I, I have a question here because I obviously sure. see this dinosaur, um, yeah. but it looks like there's something behind it I, that's inaccessible at this moment. Um, yeah, there's, no, there's that's just another room. There's no need for that. We, let's here. Let's go check out this room in first. Oh, okay. We could, we could uh, come back to that perhaps. Uh, this is my uh, my bedroom. I have a table in here, um, and if you listen carefully, you can hear all of the clocks ringing at the same time. <laughs> because I have um, wow. I this has kind of been a dream of mine ever since I um, have thought about like making my own house is that I want a room just full with clocks and I've kind of achieved that in Animal Crossing. So this is a dream come true right here. That's amazing. Um, even the hourglass as well. <laughs> I even have an hourglass. You now. have a dream Which... of doing that? That sounds to me eternally frustrating because it would be so hard to get them all to stay alive. No, but that's, that's the point though. It's like, it's a constant maintenance where you can just keep them all together. <laughs> anyway, over here I have my, uh, I did all the stamp collecting in the first day and I got all of these together. So that's pretty cool. And over here, I have this really awesome gear statue that I just bought yesterday. Isn't that awesome? That is awesome. Very engineery of you to have that in here. Can I like move stuff while you're here? I'm. I don't know. I don't think so. It's rude to redecorate while you have company. Do you want me to go outside really quickly? Yeah, I don't think I don't know if I can. You can do it while you're here or not. Oh, okay. Yeah, come back in. But where'd you go? I'm right here. I can't see you. Oh, really? Oh, okay. There you are. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, um, this is just another room back here. There's nothing to really see. There's no need. I just put that big statue here because I was, you know, there's nothing in there to, to oh, explore, really? really. Oh, I'll yeah. be the judge of that. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So yeah, a little embarrassed to admit this is my uh, my shrine to Tom Nook and just capitalism in general. Um, <laughs> I've got the the music playing in the background, all oh these uh, dollar signs, pictures that I made. <laughs> this picture of Tom Nook that I drew. <laughs> you really drew that yourself? Yes. Oh, that's so good. You did a great job on it. Thank you. I, I'm stunned. I can't. I still can't even move from the spot that I've, I've planted on when I first laid eyes on it. But um, yeah. This is amazing. Here's my, uh, my bell rug, which um, I know I'm not a true capitalist because I didn't sell it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I like, um, the, what is this, the science ball? The, yeah, the uh, plasma ball. Plasma ball. I like that a lot. It's perfect for a shrine. What, kind, yeah, what do you yeah. got here in these uh, containers? Just like uh, some fish and uh, other stuff I could sell at some point. Just I was going to fill it up with um, more fish and just random <laughs> insects. Of value as a as like a sacrifice to Tom Nook, but you know this is all I could gather with the, the candles and stuff. Oh my gosh, are those individual <laughs> candles? Like yeah, you have to get individual. I had to buy. It took me two days to buy all these because you can only buy five things at a time. They they go really well with your wallpaper. This <laughs> yeah, is, this I know. is amazing. Wow, worked out pretty all, good. Yeah, all praises all, be to capitalism. All hail to uh, to capitalist hero. Yes, thank you, capitalism, for allowing <laughs> Animal Crossing to exist. So. This kind of brings me to another thing I wanted to talk about, which was just kind of Tom Nook in general. So a lot, I've read all these articles online about Tom Nook and his, like whether or not he's like a, a, a good model for, you know, being a town leader or anything. Uh -huh. And there's a lot of things, a lot of stuff out there. Like a lot of people kind of take both sides of the argument. They're like, oh, 
I, um, you know, he's a capitalist, so he's evil automatically. But then, like, the actual developers of the game... Um, oh, by the, I'm going to interrupt that to talk to Walt right here, my kangaroo friend. Oh, Walt. He, looks like he says, I'm tired of from just watching how busy you are, Pockets. <laughs> pockets? <laughs> oh, is I'll this the person who's trying to be influencing, who's been influencing you about fossil fuels? Oh, uh, yeah, that's the, he's in the lobby. His, uh, his name is Bam. He's one of the first vill villagers that arrived here. Dang. Um, he's a, he's a, uh, a weightlifting um, uh, reindeer. He's blue. This is, this, Walt is, I have a great story about Walt. Um, he arrived here in the campsite and he, all he wanted to do was, was gamble. Um, <laughs> he kept telling me he wanted to play games. Every time I, uh, I said, hey, want to live on my island? He's like, hey, why don't we play for it? And he would, he would be like, okay, guess the card I have in my hand. And I had to guess either if it was um, black or white or black or red or if what suit it was. Did you get and it I right? I kept getting it wrong. No, I got it wrong like four times. The only time I won was when I, when he offered me his raincoat. He said, I'll, hey, uh, want to play a game? I'll play you for my raincoat. And then I won that one, which was not helpful. <laughs> eventually, I just, I just bombarded him enough that he eventually decided to move here anyway. But yeah, he's a he has like a little cut on his face because I guess he's like been boxing all the time. He's always wearing this robe. That is, it's uh, a pretty good. He's a tough looking guy. He's really tough. He's kind of he's literally very intimidating. I'm a, kind of sometimes scared to talk to him. Okay, well now I have to talk to him <laughs> since we already went into his backstory. Are you god about on everyone's mind? Are you the god about on everyone's mind? Not trying to be rude. Someone said we had an off island islander poking around and you looked lost pockets i'm walt by the way anyways now that we're introduced i'll leave you be take care eh, it was you know cordial he's uh I, yeah he didn't want to wave get, back though you you get the uh, feeling that he's very um conservative <laughs> maybe he doesn't like foreigners <laughs> <laughs> all right well um what else what else what are we let's uh, head over here this is a newly made bridge i didn't have time to make this path so we'll just head over here <laughs> anyway um uh, so the uh, so Tom Nook, like from the from the perspective of the developers, actually, um, one of the guys. Uh, oops, I keep running off path. Um, Hisashi uh, Nagami, one of the producers of Animal Crossing, he says he says that Tom Nook is a really really good guy, and that you don't really owe him money. Like you do owe him money, but it's not like he comes over and then asks you to pay him back, and he doesn't ha add interest in any of the loans that you may have. I think he really does stick around and wait for you, and then lets you take the lead for paying him back. So in many ways, he's not like a traditional landlord, right? And that he's like constantly yeah. on your back and everything. No, definitely. He's, always, he's definitely more of a like casual, like, hey, like whenever you get time to do this, you know, get back to me. And he's not like he's not trying to exploit you, but he's definitely still running a business. Then one of the articles I read, uh, which came from uh, Nathan Grayson, uh, or, or it's not, that's not right, so from Mikhail uh, Kilmentov, um, he wrote this article that said that Animal Crossing is, is, great, is a great game for the current moment. Maybe not because um, it's an escape, but because it implies certain critiques of fundamental systems that control our world that are, like, have shadows in this game. Um, because even at the most benign, they reveal an unbalance of power. Um, and maybe in this time of social uh, upheaval, perhaps the lessons we learn here in this game can be applied to the wider world. So wow. when you think of Tom Nook as being unfair, he's being perfectly benign. He's a perfectly nice person. But your problem with him is not him as an individual. It's him as his purpose or status in your society. Right, and maybe that unbalance of power is something that we should be examining more. 
Sure, sure, definitely. But yeah, I mean, capitalism in Animal Crossing definitely works way different than capitalism in real life. You know, exactly. Tom Nook is not charging interest. You have you could potentially never pay him back for your house, and that would be just yeah, fine yeah. by him. Um, so I, this is Tammy, one of the two uh, pop stars that live on my island. Nice. I like <laughs> the tail. The tail is very <laughs> colorful. She's such a trendsetter. I'm a big fan. Anyway, we'll go off path here for a moment and uh, we'll check out Billy's house, which I uh, I have definitely landlocked Billy up here on this oh, part. Oh, good thing I brought my ladder. He, uh, which also, he I, got, leave. I keep getting critiqued on the live stream because I'm bad at um, navigating the menus. I never yeah. use up on the D-pad. I rarely do. I always just open up my inventory and go get You are there. such a casual. Here, let's take I a, am let's such take a casual. A, uh, let's take a, like a little sit here on uh, near Stonehenge. Wow, this uh, is nice. Yeah, it's a nice little area here to you know kind of admire some of the ancient history of this island. Uh, this was this was built many many years ago. I see uh, by somebody, some somebody mysterious that we don't know. That's about. right. That's right. Um, so here is uh, this is Billy's house. Uh, Billy's house is definitely worth checking out. Uh, his interior decorating is impeccable and very appropriate because he is a goat. Oh, okay, <laughs> I'm excited to see what this is. Like I cannot believe that this is even a thing that you could do. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> it's literally just boxes and trash. Oh, and he has like all these shelves on the wall. Yeah, let's see what he has to say. In, like, yo, you're here. Perfect timing for an indoor workout. He's a workout guy. Yeah, I got. I had at least. I had uh, at one point four people on my island who love to work out. Do you know which fruit this island is famous for? Dagnabbit. Uh, it's peaches. Uh, okay, let's see if he'll test me. Oh, haha. Ha, okay, then eat your fill. Okay, you're not even gonna test my knowledge. <laughs> anyway, he's kind of a character. That's funny. <laughs> I thought he would like it on the mountain, so I put him up here just to see. Over here, I have one of the coolest interactive things you can get in this in this game. You're very limited by what you can interact with, but this is pretty cool. So this is my giant satellite dish. Ooh. Where we uh, we pick up uh, um, like illegal um, uh, broadcasts, and you can see actually you can actually stop it at any point, if I can actually do it. <laughs> there, you did it. <laughs> do it. Hit it, hit it again, and it will do it. See, it goes all the way up. Wow. And then you can stop it, and you can do it again, and it'll go back down. It's pretty cool, actually. Like more interactive than most things in this game. Neat. Anyway. Um, over here, I have my secret beach, of course, where Red shows up to sell art. Um, and over here is the is more of the orchard. So we'll just head down this way, uh, this little path down here. There's Walt again. Did you uh, customize your town tune? I can hear the bells tolling. I definitely did not. I never got around to that. Anyway, that's pretty much it. I got my uh, my house over here. Um, and, um, over here I have a sand castle on the, on the, that I bought oh, nice. just a little spice it up a little bit, but I love purchasing a sand castle. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> very much. And like, I'm always afraid I'm going to like accidentally like pick it up, you know? Yeah. So like this fount, like I, I hate that like this fountain is like a permanent fixture, but all I have to do is press Y and it's suddenly like not there anymore. And, like all of the stuff I have built around it to like make sure it's framed correctly. is all ruined because <laughs> I, I accidentally pressed the wrong button. So, okay. Yeah. Well, um, it sounds like we're concluding this, uh, tour, which means it might be time to head over to my Island. Um, but I, I yes. really did 
enjoy getting to see everything you've got going over here on Happy Island. Um, and uh, thank you, thank you for calling it by its intended name. <laughs> <laughs> and um, appreciate that. Now let's head on over to Oklatopia. Hey, hey, Joey, welcome. Long time no see. Welcome to Oklatopia. Let's too bad we can't take the same flight. Yeah, I know. We we were just talking about trying to be energy conservative and uh, you know taking two planes to the same place. Anyways, um, welcome to Oklatopia. Uh, Thank you. You might notice that there are now like roads and paths. And it's amazing. It's not just grass. I love the stone roads. Uh, so I'm going to take you through uh, a tour that I've planned out, and we're going to see all the best parts. So first, we'll go awesome. this this way uh, towards the uh, resident services but before we get there just take a look at this little path to wart jr's house he is our um our only uh like officially retired resident who's old enough to be uh. retired his whole demeanor his character is based on the idea of being old um and it makes him <laughs> one of my favorite characters on the island um that's really funny you can take this flower bed that's nice yes i put together so i finally I, i'm try trying to get more serious about flowers um as you can tell i ran out of this yellow one so i just threw in a, a different breed <laughs> and to try to hide it um oh. Here, i'll water i've all your flowers my what my elephant watering can thanks um the thing is i'm pretty sure they like watering won't do anything right because there's no other places for them to grow this is like a, pro, a very poorly set up flower bed but i see but it looks nice to me and um i think as i talk more about animal crossing you'll learn that what matters to me is oh what's your flag what's important to me i designed this myself i i, I did go through the steps of designing a flag and uh, a town tune and i used 49ers colors san francisco 49ers colors because i like the way that they go together and uh the five circles at the top represent the five super bowls they've won and uh, oh wow and, and i think <laughs> and i think it's pretty cool and everyone around town seems to like it so, so is this a, is this a design you came up with yourself it is i i made it the actual, that looks awesome it looks like shape. a great flag thank you what's the how many stripes are there um a lot <laughs> <laughs> no, not a, not a specific number. It's just um, I just alternated the various colors. And, cool. Uh, oh, and it looks awesome. Together. Thank you. Um, so we'll continue over here. So this is more of like the suburban area of okay. Oklatopia. You'll notice people have large lawns and um, yeah. somewhat defined areas that are theirs, but also somewhat not defined. You know, the, the, the fences are there to give you an idea, but we're not trying to build barriers between each other. You know, we're, we're all no, friends no. here. Um, so... There's where a couple of my villagers live. We'll go down here to where Rocket lives, another um, you know suburban type home. She's got kind of like a patio area with some flowers. Uh, cool. If you walk over here, this is where the museum is. All the suburbanites love to go to the museum. I set up this little like path up mm. front, kind of give it, kind of mirror what you see from the building itself onto the ground, make it a little bit more interesting. Um, I want people to know when they're walking up here that they're walking towards something cool, something you know, yeah, very yeah. science and educational. The museum is an awesome place. Um, over here, I actually have a, a playground set up, and it, we, <gasps> we made it extra safe so nobody can get hurt. Um, so awesome. we've got, it's very robust and very safe and a great place to come and uh, get your wiggles out before you go into the museum. Uh, and learn something. <laughs> so cool. Uh, my beaches aren't super exciting. Uh, one of my beaches has a bunch of coconut trees, but right now the beach itself, I mean, come on, how can you even really improve upon the beach? The beach is so great. That's right. Just on its That's own. That's the point of the beach is that it's untouched. That's right. And I oh, like this nice footage. Very nice. Oh, thank you. And over here we have kind of, this is the wilderness 
patio is what we're calling it and okay. uh, it's right here next to the wilderness and you'll see it's it's very much wilderness because of all the weeds and how yeah. like the trees are still in their natural position that's where they were when we showed up that that part of the island has still been untouched and i i, I like the idea of you know progressing through the island not just clearing everything out and making it totally civilized to begin with i'm just you know the civilization grows uh but in, right right but until we get there we're leaving it untouched so it's just a great place where you and three friends can come and sit together and look at this basket full of little towels um and you might actually recognize this fountain from uh basically every single island that's ever existed and uh ah, and if you no, it fits nice here i like this i like that you have this reservation area it's very cool oh yeah it's very much like you know we're keeping with our, our roots kind of thing well yes yeah, the thing i mean my island hasn't progressed as far as some islands we very much are still living like the island community as opposed to being mm. like a town or city um sure we're just still in you know it we are enjoying the process it's about the journey not the destination and, that's right anyways just a quick look down here ava just put in some new shrubbery uh she's She's a very polite and friendly uh, member of the community. You can even water it if you want. Uh, I'm going to try. Does that work? I think you just need to tap it. There you go. Hey, look at that. Hey, it'll help it grow. Very well, very well done. We'll, we'll actually follow the same path back uh, to, okay. to get to another part of the island. Because we, we could go through the wilderness, but I don't know. Something about that feels dangerous to me, and why not? Yeah, yeah. Just wild animals out there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. There could be wild animals out there, so we might as well. And again, wild animals. Obviously, everyone on this, on this island is an animal, but we got to watch out for wild ones because they might, you know, accidentally hurt us. So this is more of the rural area of town. This is outside, okay. a okay. little bit more outside the city, and you'll notice we've got, uh, you know, a little bit more... Um, the fences are a little bit less refined and the, the areas that are considered the land of the house around, like the, the yard is way less defined. These people are just kind of out here living in it. And you'll notice again, right up against the wilderness, um, these people, they wanted to get away from civilization and they're accomplishing that here, uh, without being too far away that they lose cool. to touch with everybody else. If you go between these two apple trees, we'll go up a ramp and here you'll notice Whoop. there's even, it's even less defined. Now we're really getting out into the weeds and, um, you know, this path is just kind of been eroded away by some people walking on it, but you can tell that it's not really the most popular place on the island. And Tiffany lives up here. And Tiffany is mm. kind of a recluse. Let's see if she's home. Um, I just wanted you to see her aesthetic because I do think it, it makes a little bit of sense that she would live so far away from everybody, even though she is definitely very um, easy to get along with. She's kind of got this like dark recluse <laughs> as she has a sign in her home that says we're open. But, um, <laughs> It, this is like an arcade. What the heck is this? She's got. She's like where she's she's dressed like a like a like a casino worker. <laughs> she's um she's very about her fashion. Whenever I talk to her, she likes oh, uh, wearing machines. red and black. Oh look, I turned the TV on. Nice. Oh, you can play darts. Oh, I hit the bullseye. Yeah, this is cool. So yeah, it's like a fun place to hang out. But yeah, she lives. She lives way up here. She, this is where she uh, decided to put her stuff down and uh she has her privacy when she wants it um she's even got like a counter like 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 it's a casino <laughs> <laughs> and uh and then wow, jukebox crazy. too all right let me play pool no bye tiffany yeah i like tiffany a lot though and um <laughs> she she comes down to town to hang out all the time she's not a total recluse but i do want to so, emphasize again look how look how out in the wilderness she is it's even a different type of tree than normal and uh yeah. wait joey be careful 
What? There's a tiger over there. <gasps> oh, a tiger! <laughs> we're, it's, we're, I told you we were out in the wilderness. You got to be careful. I didn't even know there was wild animals out here. I'm hiding. Yeah, you got to be careful. Yeah, don't, don't get too close. Um, oh, geez. Is there a safe that, way to get to back? To that tiger. Um, you know, we can just go back the way we came. Um, um, like, is it like, should we, should we stand our ground against tigers, or do we run away from tigers? Like, what's the, what's the plan? On this island, um, they're not very hostile, so you can just run away. As long as you okay, don't cause them yeah. trouble, they shouldn't cause you much. Uh, but again, it, uh, when you have an island with this much wilderness on it, you have to be aware of things like that. Be careful. I also have this bonfire where you can come and hang out. Uh, if you feel like it, you and three of your closest friends can have a How did you a just like that so easily? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and put it out just as easily as well. Uh, oh, that's crazy. So now we're going to cross this bridge into the Bricktown District, which... Bricktown. Um, oh, this island is called Oklatopia, and it is inspired by the city of Oklahoma City. And mm. Bricktown is one of the most prominent districts. So this is the Bricktown kind of just like public seating cafe area where you can have, cool. you can sit and enjoy some coffee with friends. Um, yeah, it's a great place. I think the green uh, iron chairs go with the brick color. Like it's a good contrast. Uh, oh yeah. And you'll, I can see a little, a little uh, lounge chair over there. That's cool. Yeah, actually I, I didn't know about this. A friend showed me this yesterday, but you can create uh, gaps that are small enough to jump. So sometimes when I just have to get away from it all, I come over here and I just lay down and think about my thoughts between the pear tree and the peach tree. So cool. And you listen to, awesome. and listen to the babbling brook. So I like that you don't have to cross a bridge to do that. Um, I mean, it being Bricktown, we had to build this awesome brick wall that goes across the back of it. Uh, yeah. And also being Bricktown. So Bricktown is like the tourist district of OKC. And it's where like all the popular businesses are, which is why Nook's Cranny and Able Sisters have to be in Bricktown because whenever people come to visit, they usually go there to check out their wares, sell things, participate in the, in the marketplace. And that's really what the tourist district is for, is to promote the local economy. We actually, we have a couple of residents that live downtown, as we say, uh, here mm. in Bricktown. Uh, we've got uh, well, we've got my favorite villager, uh, Carmen. She is one of my favorites. Or, well, my favorite, but she's been here the longest. Uh, and then we have Cranston, who is a huge Breaking Bad fan. And, oh, really? Is that yeah. that's his thing? That's his thing. Um, and it, even if it's not his thing, I always find a way to interpret the things he says as some sort of like tangential Breaking Bad reference. So <laughs> I'm I'm a big fan of his. And neither one of the these residents are are allowed to leave. Um, so Bricktown is a lot about fun, but it's not just about fun. It's also about learning something that we try to promote on this island. And right here, cool. we, you can see uh, the Bricktown uh, Auditorium where we can you can sit down in these college uh, ch uh, seats, the college um, lecture hall seats, and listen to somebody explain something more complicated on this whiteboard. So, um, you know, again, promote it. Usually those That's are free cool. to the public. And then up here... Uh, because this is Bricktown, we've got the brick oven uh, where you can grab a slice and then you can sit down and enjoy it. Wait, is so, that really a pizza in there? Um, yeah, it looks like a 3D printed pizza, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen those, the 3D printed pizzas? No, what does that mean? Um, is it a pizza that's 3D printed? They, they come out like totally flat and they oh, look like okay. a video game. Um so yeah, that's the majority of Bricktown. I tried to, I was thinking about putting a wall up here, but I don't want to cut off access to the river uh, because fishing is also important. Yeah. One more thing I want to show you up here before we head back towards the center of town is my orchard. As you can see, it's full of fruit right now. You can, wow, uh, look at this. 
This is how this is my main source of income right now. Just locking on oh every my few gosh, days and so big. <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of fruit. And I see you've laid them out in some a nice little grid here. Yes, but I I could make the grid closer. They, those were all able to grow in that formation. And then I've got my campsite here, which actually looks kind of cool at night because these lanterns illuminate everything. I'll and um, actually, go ahead and grab your ladder, and we'll we'll jump across the river to get back because it's faster. Okay, down here, and jump across. Boop. Okay. And follow me back here towards, and I, you know, I, the way there's obviously more efficient routes, but I try to promote a, uh, you know, keeping things centralized. Everything yeah, leads yeah. back to the town center. So this is my home. Oh, that's uh, very nice. I love, we, your, I love your garden. We're, we're not going to go inside it quite yet, but, um, yeah, I got my nice little garden with the red and white flowers that match my 49ers painting right there. Uh, this is the place. This is where I go to chill, you know, and, uh, grill out. <laughs> And, and listen to, um, let's see, cake, Lucky KK is what we're listening to right now. Awesome. And, um, yeah, I like to just chill out here and have a good time. Again, I have some fences here that kind of define my, what's my area. But in general on this island, we're not really about private land ownership. Um, mm. Just giving everybody enough space to live their life, you know. Communal. Uh, and I think people get along with that. It's uh, We haven't had any problems so far. Over here is where I I do two things in this area. I look at the stars, and I also sit on a stump and think about things. Wow. So it's a very multi-purpose area. Very um, much. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I also have this rock up here that I, I really don't know what the purpose is. When I built it, I thought it was going to look different, and it just looks like a... I don't know, man. It just looks like a pretty weird looking rock. Yeah, it's like somebody accidentally poured some cement and then after it dried, poured some water on top of it. Anyways, hmm. it's uh it's a decoration hey, technically. So this is Carmen. She's one of my favorites. Let's see if she'll say hey. Ooh, cold shoulder. That's okay. Um so I've got all these interesting looking flowers that oh, look at this. to here. What is this little thing? A little shop? Yeah, a little shop. What are you what are they selling, Joey? They're selling grass and something else. <laughs> <laughs> leaves what is that can you it doesn't show you a preview i can pull it i can pull i can pick it up pot <laughs> pot and what's the other one Clumps, clump of weeds <laughs> so we've got the i see we've got the so dispensary this, so this is the chill area is what you're saying you yeah just sit here and listen to a record Yes, you actually listen to my favorite KK record, which is called "Only Me," and it's <laughs> ah. the uh, it's the like kind of Elvis inspired one, like Elvis love song. Oh, um, uh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, Karen was just over here ch chilling out. Apparently, yeah, that's maybe why she didn't wave back. Yeah, she's yeah. like a little too uh, zoned out to remember who I was, and uh, but that's all right. You know what I'm saying? We're a very welcoming of all, all lifestyles. All you're missing over here is some stones. <laughs> But it's also kind of like a beautiful area on my town. Like, no, this, it's a nice this little place to hang out. This is where I've really uh, committed. This is where I first started committing to like actually beautifying the island. I love uh, the shrubs and everything. It looks good. Like uh, each one of these pieces ha has been customized too. Like it's not the default wood anymore. I, yeah. I did like the colors for it. Uh, like I made the the shelf that the record player is sitting on the same color as the record player. So um, yeah, I'm pretty proud of this little area. And I'm hope hoping to make more little spots like this all over the island. Um, but okay, awesome. that is pretty much the island tour. Um, I, I can now show you inside of my house. Okay. Which is going to be right here. Let me and now in. you're going to, you're going to see how I'm really, how I really been living. Um, how you really live. <laughs> Cause it's, um, 
this is part like i don't know i'm not super proud of my home my home oh, wow, really is a home <laughs> i love your carpet oh dude it, yes and it honks <laughs> when you lay on it which is amazing is it really yeah <laughs> <laughs> amazing <laughs> and um but yeah, it's basically, this is more of a utility area. I've got my hermit crab that I caught him really early in the game. He's been my pet hermit crab the whole time. What's his and name? I, um, it's just my pet hermit crab. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have a name. You got an angler fish. Holy crap, the, look at this thing. It's a, um, it's a football fish, and I keep that in here so people know I'm a football fan. Ah, I see. <laughs> and uh, I also have the beginnings of a kitchen. I kind of, I'm thinking I want to have a whole room that's like, you know, for being a kitchen, but for okay. now it's in that corner. Um, if you go underneath my Gamecock uh, little em like embroidered banner here, uh, oh, you can come awesome. in my, like that. into my back room and see uh, something pretty epic, I think. All right. Oh, my. Welcome to hey, the podcast hey, studio. That's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Got a ship in here and the, um, the, the world map, a little candle on there, TV, and a security camera, ice and cream I cone lamp. <laughs> What is that? Some sort of like manta ray or something in the corner? Is a squid. Oh, with, like with the, its light on. The, the wallpaper is um like stone and uh like a stone wall kind of. That's so, cool. This is where we'll be reviewing, uh, like recording the review of ah, Animal Crossing in the dark. Perfect. The perfect place to do a podcast. So I've got one more thing to show you before we end this segment of the show, and it's in my other room. Okay, I will follow you. You just like, to me, you just walked right through the wall. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's in this one? Oh my gosh, just welcome, a workout room? Welcome to the gym oh, where, we get our, where we get our gains on. And I wonder who gave you all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. I like These are some of the more interactive things, the yeah, punching yeah, bags. Yeah. Um, as you can tell, I have a football in the corner because, like I said earlier, I'm a football fan. This chalkboard is actually – it's for tracking your gains, but it's also mm. for drawing up plays. And um, I also don't have a bathroom, so this is where you go, uh, number one. <laughs> and also and also wash your hands. What is that uh, thing in the corner there? Uh, is that a clock? The, yeah, it's a clock, yes. That's my amazing clock. Cool. And like uh, here's where you can, yeah, do some deadlifts. It's all, it's all very epic. And there's no distractions on the wall here. You got to focus on your gains. That's if right. You're gonna some come of the in clock here. over there, yeah. And it's got the music playing over there too, so you know to keep you motivated. Perfect. Yeah. No, That's this right. is good. I like this a lot. I actually have like a little like at home gym that you can have that will fit perfect in here. That would we'll be go. amazing. I can uh, send that to you. But I think that is going to end my portion of the tour, and now we can listen to your interview with B. Stewart. So the other day, I sat down with friend of the show, B. Stewart, um, at Absinthe Live to talk up on Twitter to talk about her experience with Animal Crossing because she's been playing it pretty differently than we have. Um, so I'm going to play some clips from that interview, and I'll be kind of coming in and out to clarify and ask your opinion about the stuff that she said. So here we go. Okay, okay. I wanted to ask you about some... Uh, things about Animal Crossing because you've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing, right? Yeah, I I did check earlier. I have like 270 hours so far, which is more than any other game on my Switch right now. Really, more than um, uh... more th more than Fire Emblem Three Houses, which I've beaten like five times now. Wow. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, B's experience with Animal Crossing goes back to Animal Crossing New Leaf when she played very casually. 
Um, at one point, she even reset her island, which she says that she regrets doing now. Uh, but now she is really invested in New Horizons. One of the things that you should know about B is that you might call she's something that you might call very online. She spends a lot of time on Twitter and she posts a lot and er, interacts with tons of people through various social media. You, the big draw was like the online community aspect of it. Um, I think partially that, and then also just partially like just the whole Animal Crossing experience. Cause like I said, I had played it before and like I knew stuff about it, but I had never gotten as deep into it as I think a lot of people who play it did. Like I was never like a playing it daily kind of person, mm. which now I've like missed like two days since the game released. I really? think <laughs> like overall, I usually, I, I clock in for at least a few minutes. Did, you, day did you get it the day it came out? Yes, I got it um, on March 20th, which wow. definitely, that that's an element of um, why I think I played it so much, because it came out, like, right when quarantine was happening, obviously. Right, but right. also, my birthday was the 21st, and so I was, like, like in the game, um, there's, like, little birthday celebrations and stuff, and they, like, give you presents, and so I was, like, I was doing that, and I was having fun with that, and I was, like, oh, I'm hooked, I gotta keep <laughs> playing. <Wow. laughs> Yeah, right from the beginning, you had like a, this super high. Yeah, so it's pretty amazing, right? She's been playing it since it came out and has only missed two days since then, right? Wow. Um, and so right away, she was totally grabbed by this game for a couple of different reasons. First, it's a new Nintendo game, which as speaking as a Nintendo fan myself, I get the appeal of kind of jumping in as soon as possible. Second... Animal Crossing, it's uh, just kind of seems to gain fans over time. Like once people start playing one of the games in the franchise, they just keep playing more and more. I mean, I think that's true for you, right? It's true for her as well. Oh, definitely. Um, this is, I, I am in a similar way, like I have become more involved with Animal Crossing as I've gotten older because I, I played it for GameCube and it didn't even really appeal to me all that much. Like I like video games, but I, it was like, it wasn't my game. And then I got it for DS. I got Wild World, which is the one before New Leaf. And I played it the same thing very casually like i didn't even really realize how deep this game goes you mm -hmm. know like it wasn't even something i was uh you know conscious of uh because again it, at that point it wasn't really all about playing it on the internet or talking to other people like i knew the people in my life who were doing stuff but we thought we were geniuses because we were like did you know that if you bury money you can grow a money tree it's like oh my gosh we're so good at this game uh, <laughs> you know and uh, so yeah it's interesting to see other people have that same progression because if you would have asked me i would have thought b was a pro at this all the way back right right no, it's, it's definitely the, the online stuff that's kind of aided in that. And, of course, like the birthday celebration that she mentioned really kind of helped cement it emotionally for her, especially since this was happened during quarantine. And so she can't actually hang out with her friends in real life. Um, so, you know, her animal friends on the island kind of cement, kind of gave that same feeling in, in, a, in a similar way. Yes. And, and also, I mean, her animal friends are definitely worth hanging out with, but her real or like her online friends who are also people can hang out with her in this game too which right. is um like this is the most popular i've ever seen animal crossing in my life yes. you know the more people in my life than ever own this game and are willing to play it with me uh which is cool like that's a really awesome way to hang out together especially in the circumstances that we have right now like it's one of those things where i invested time in animal crossing as a kid so i'm already familiar with it and that's paying off now because i'm already mm. familiar with this i had people asking me should i get animal crossing because i don't know if i'll like it but everyone's talking about it and i already right. knew yes you should <laughs> <laughs> right you were ahead of the curve in that way yeah so the other thing the other thing that really kind of 
made this game like really emotionally resonate with B was that everyone online was playing it, right? Um, and that like even though this is kind of a laid back version of real life, there's this really intense online interactivity that kind of turns it into something else. And I actually read this interesting article um, by Nathan Grayson uh, that I, I'm the name of the article is it's from Kotaku. Accomplishing things in Animal Crossing leaves me co feeling kind of bummed, and it's basically <laughs> like an existential. Uh, a crisis that he goes through pretty early in the game. This, this article came out in early April. Um, but he makes this really interesting argument, and I'm going to quote from the article here. It says, even in the game, uh, it says, uh, quote, but New Horizons is frequently, frequently at odds with itself. Seeing other players' accomplishments makes it hard to just settle into a relaxing work rhythm. It quietly and sometimes loudly asks you to do considered, deliberate work. It's filled with systems that encourage min-max mentality. For example, items that you can sell for double bells, more lucrative fruits you can collect, money trees you can plant to make passive income, turnips whose prices fluctuate wildly. So productivity, he says in the article that productivity can be its own sort of performative social game. You want to appear productive so that others think that you're cool and smart, right? And then, uh, I'm going to quote again from it. But the game also models real-world systems that make me feel like I should be doing more than playing silly old Animal Crossing. Or that if I decide to play, I should be doing it so in pursuit of some greater goal. Unquote. So I think this is really interesting, right? The game itself is set up to be very casual, to be taken very slowly, to take your time. But though, because of the online interactivity and the way that you can see other people play, it really like incentivizes a sort of like min-max mentality where you're always stressing about what's the most efficient way to do something, right? Like, why would you ever sell your bells? Um, like, why would you ever sell your items at the Nook's Cranny after hours, right? Because you get that 20% uh, shipping and handling fee that reduces the amount that the amount of profits you can make. So you should always sell it during daytime, right? And like that kind of stuff just makes it just kind of builds on itself to make you feel like you should be doing more and more and more and more. And like that there's like productivity game that you're playing at the same time. And I think B definitely felt that pressure uh playing this just because of how online that she was. No, so, definitely. One of the things the real reason why I wanted to talk to B was because to get her perspective on an aspect of the game that personally you and i have not really explored but i felt it was really important to cover in any sort of review of this game the biggest thing i want to ask you about which is something that benjamin and i have not really experimented with at all but something that's like a really big part of the game is time travel yeah. um so can you explain what time travel is to someone who perhaps doesn't know so basically animal crossing it's different than a lot of other like life sim sort of um, escapism games in that it doesn't just have like a arbitrary like one real life second is one hour in the game or whatever timer it's like completely real time and as a result there's a lot of stuff that only happens once a day or will take a full 24 hours to finish happening or whatever or it's like there's seasonal things too right yeah as well um and in my mind the ones that like they're like come back tomorrow this thing is done always kind of felt to me like um you know, like mobile games where they'll be like, yes. build your fortress and you have to wait like 24 hours for this fortress to be done. Or you can pay five gems and you can get it done now. <laughs> right. um, and so that always like, it kind of bothered me, but I was never too bothered by it. Um, but time travel is basically, it's been around as far as I'm aware since the very first game. Um, but I 
was made aware of it back in New Leaf when I first was sort of looking into the game and stuff. Um, and basically you just adjust your um, game system's time to a different time and then the game as well like thinks that it's that time because that's what the system's telling it and then you can through that like skip ahead a day and have whatever you were building be done or have new items in the shop or if you miss something you can go back a day or a couple of days and go back and grab something you missed or something like that so basically animal crossing happens in real time so if you log in at 6 p.m., then the in-game on your island is also 6 p.m. If it's April 2nd in real life, it's also April 2nd in the game. So you can adjust your system time and manipulate to whatever time, day, you know, time, day, month, year, whatever you want to choose, um, and that will manipulate the game system into thinking that's what it is. And in that way, you can manipulate the game's mechanics into performing the way that you want it to, right? But this idea is it's interesting but it's not widely viewed positively in the in the whole like animal crossing community yeah but i knew that it was a thing and my impression of it back then back in like the new leaf sort of era was that people just kind of did it and they didn't really care like it was just like whatever yeah so it was really surprising to me when new horizons comes out and there's all of this like discourse and like argument about whether you should be like burned at the stake for advancing <laughs> right. a day whether it's ethical to to time yeah. travel or not yeah so what do you so what is your like general feelings about time travel benjamin um i think it's cheating it um okay. it, if you're not going to respect the game mechanic of time which animal crossing is very built on then we're playing two different games um hmm. and and i think that there's this idea of competition that people like to promote especially in this online era of Animal Crossing, where it's like, well, I got this, I have this much money in the bank, I have this many fossils or, or anything like that. You can, whatever aspect of the game that you wanna be the best at, you can do this, like you said, like min-maxing it and become the best at it, if that's what's important to you. Um, but I feel like if you're, it's a little bit like building something in Minecraft legitimately versus building something in Minecraft in creative mode. It's still really impressive to do it in creative mode, but, it's not, it doesn't have that same authenticity to me um, that it would if you did it totally legit. So I am against time travel in the sense where I'm not going to do it, but I also don't feel that strongly about it or I really care. Yeah, you're going to go after somebody. But I mean, that's like, that's ridiculous. I mean, it's just a game. But I know I understand your feelings about it. I think I generally agree with that, like that you're, you're, you're changing the, the game in such a way. But like, I don't know, like, would you consider people that aren't casual players, like, would, would you consider that being, like, moving out of the realm of casual play and into something else, I guess? I guess. Um, uh, there's just something about it that seems, um, I don't know if counterproductive is the right word, but, like, I just don't think, if, if you're going to do you're that... You're missing the point. Yeah, you're right? missing the point of Animal Crossing because you're trying to max out this one thing in the game. And for me, a lot of the things in the game only have value through, like, the effort it took me to get them, you know? Like, there's nothing that's inherently valuable in like in any tangible sense to me to having these seven chairs and three tables that are on screen right now but i did have to go through some effort to collect the resources to craft them to place them and for me that makes them a little bit more valuable it's like i really had to go and do this but if i was able to you know somehow 
uh, exploit the game where it generated these because I changed some settings in my Switch, maybe it's not as worth it to me. And, and it's like mm. a small distinction, you know, and you can decide what's more important, the end result or how you got there. But for me, this game is all about how you got there. Right. Okay. Well, she's got a couple of arguments, which I think are interesting. So we'll listen to that. You're playing um, New Horizons like way less casually than you were New Leaf, right? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. So, yeah. so do you feel like that the time travel is an aspect of that? Um, I think partially. I think um, again, some of the reasons that I'm like time traveling, I think, like I mentioned before, was definitely quarantine, obviously. And again, with my birthday, I remember because the first day that you play. Animal Crossing New Horizons, you, like, can't do anything. Right. You, like, get in, and you set up your tent and your friend's tents, and then it, like, puts you to sleep or whatever, and you wake up in real time, finally. And then, like, the airport isn't open. Um, like, you can't even donate bugs and fish yet, I don't think. Right. Like, there's, like, nothing you can do. So that first day when I played, I played it on, like, the 20th when it came out, and I was sitting there, and I was like, well... I just did all this and my birthday's tomorrow and I want to be able to like be doing stuff on my birthday and I don't uh, know how much stuff I'm going to have to get through before I can do stuff because I was like I can't even like go visit my friends on their island like I thought I could and so I think I that night I skipped ahead like a day once or twice just to sort of um, get a feel for like how long it would take to like upgrade things or get stuff set up. Yeah so I can definitely understand this. Um... And, like, she talks a little bit about how she can't, like, there's a lot of things that she couldn't access right away, right? A lot of things that were locked kind of behind this arbitrary wall, even though she put in the work. And, like, the, the game's mechanics just didn't allow her to, to get to that point. And she has this other argument about layout changes, which I think are interesting. But my, my uh, audio is a little bit wonky, so just bear with me a little bit. There's so much freedom in the game with terraforming and, like, redesigning your island. Yes. And sort of, like, I can put water here and a cliff here but to do that a lot of times you have to move houses or other stores because when i was putting them down i didn't really have a layout in mind and now i've got like sidewalks and stuff i'm trying to put out and i have like a shopping district and like a little neighborhood area but you can only move one building per day right and so if i wanted to do this organically it would take me however long it took to get to three stars on my island so i could get the like paving and stuff and like waterfalls and land and then from there i would have to take one day for every single thing that i want to move yes. as well as i could overlap with that one day for every single bridge or incline i want to make <laughs> and it's like it's going to be like three or four months before i have anything looking like how i want it to look right. and i mean part of the appeal of animal crossing is like the checking in every day, doing stuff slowly and gradually. And some stuff I do still keep that with. Like I don't, I just recently finished um, getting every single fossil in the museum. I was really happy with that, but I wasn't doing that like intentionally by like resetting to get new like fossil spots every day or something. I was sure. just picking them up whenever I found them. And so I still sort of got that gradual progression. If I wanted to, I could have gotten that all done in like two or three real days, but I just took the time and did it. Right, so um, some some of the aspects, like, I guess you're like you're kind of gauging that, like you see, like it's unfair that you can do this. There's a, there's an arbitrary limit to how many buildings you can move in a day, but yeah. the, but you still enjoy the like pro the gradual progression of the games. Yeah, 
So I mean, like I said, I've still only missed like two or three days total since row, I got right. the game. Yeah. And I like I got the like fully expanded nookling shot probably like a week or two after the game came out when you're not supposed to get it for like a month. Right. And people were like online, not to me specifically, but they were like oh well like you're ruining the experience like you're not getting the like gradual animal crossing <laughs> arc or whatever and it's like i can st i'm still checking in every day to like slowly build my friendship with the villagers and i'm still working on getting all the hybrid flowers i haven't done that yet because i'm not good at it but i could have skipped ahead a day over and over again and waited for rainy days and gotten them all arranged but I'm just taking my time with it. It's just certain things that I wanted to get structured the way I wanted to have them so that then I could take my time with the other stuff. So I think this is really interesting, right? She's not time traveling to exploit the like gradual progression of the game. She's time traveling to skip the what she views as arbitrary limits on what they're putting in place, right? For example, you can only move one house a day or you can only move... Uh, you can only create one bridge a day, right? Or or incline one day, right? And you have to, and it takes you so long to get to all of that, right? Even if you have the money to do it, like what's what's really holding them back, right? You don't have like a construction crew or something necessarily. That's all, it's all a very arbitrary limit uh, just to make the progression of the island more gradual, right? Versus the other aspects of the game, such as like the fossil collection, the hybrid, the the the, uh, the flowers, um, the uh, the interacting with the villagers, all of that is best experienced gradually, and she's still doing that and not going past that. What I think is really interesting about this is that she's making the game her own in a way, in the same way that the game sort of encourages you to do it. And I actually have a. Another quote for that. Yeah, it's supposed to be making your own deserted island, creating your own community, setting your own like layout for it. That's the right. with this game, they've gone more in depth with customization than ever, really. I know that um again, I was never really active, but I've looked at stuff from like New Leaf and I know that a large aspect of the online community for that was modding, like having mm. like um, a homebrew 3DS or something and being able to go in and people would literally, they would literally use hacks and use their computer to do what this game is allowing you to do. I feel like this is a response to that because people would go in and they would physically move game files around to change where their trees are growing and mm. like move a rock out of the way so that they can put a house there because the houses used to come in randomly wherever. And so now they're allowing you to set that yourself and i feel like that's almost a response to how the community sort of wanted like, to play the game yeah they were like destroying the game so that they could <laughs> play it the way get they the houses to. all in a row and now they're like okay fine you can do it yourself like you don't have to download like all this third-party right. software to do it. right so and in a similar way right Nintendo has been doing something a little bit different than to this game than they do with a lot of their other games which is they're doing these constant updates to it Oftentimes, Nintendo will like release a game and then it's like, that's it, we're done with this. And then occasionally they'll have patches and stuff, right? But for this, it's, it seems like every month or every two months, right? They're coming out with a new update to add something new to the game that wasn't there before. And that's like, like Red, the art dealer, or like the, um, like the special holidays, like May Day and all that stuff. Like all of that is, was not accessible to time travelers 
right? Because it didn't exist yet. And so by putting that in later, they're actually negating the, the effect that a lot of time travelers would gain by time traveling while still maintaining the same like integrity of the game, you might say. I think that's think? awesome. That is like a perfect <laughs> protection. Because, I mean, part of what I think that, you know, maxing out all the things you can do in one day gives you the chance to do is play this game for a long time. Like the thing yes. I would worry about is if you were able to streamline everything completely, you could be done with Animal Crossing in a month. You know, you could do right. all the stuff, max out everything, and it's like, okay, I did all the stuff. It's done. I don't need to play Animal Crossing anymore. And if that's your goal, that's fine. But what one of the things I really like about Animal Crossing is community and having a reason to stick around for a long time and continue to interact with other people playing the game over a long period of time. I think there's something valuable to that. At least for me, that's one of the most valuable aspects the game brings is that opportunity for, you know, interaction with others. Absolutely. And one of the things that I find really frustrating is that I can't do more in one day. You know, that I can't build a bunch of bridges in one day or do all the, or like build houses and stuff. Like it has to be this long-term plan. And I need like a notebook to like keep track of all this stuff, which I'm perfectly happy to do. It's stuff I like <laughs> to do. But like, like I, in order to, to really achieve some sort of long-term like layout goal, it takes so much effort, right? And I get frustrated with it and I don't like playing it because I can't do what I want to do. You know, I can't make, I can't spend an entire day on layout changes and then another day doing something else with flowers or something like that. I have to do each one in piecemeal and it's very frustrating. Um, and I feel like that is more likely to turn me away from the game than if I had to just, you know, play by the rules, I guess. Or if I could, had the option, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. So you're saying it would be more attractive to you if you had some sort of like, okay, now progress day feature and you would just keep playing as opposed yeah, to like kind of, getting, yeah. getting uh, stalled out because you can't do anything more in the moment, like when you're feeling like playing? Right. Or, I mean, not even that. Just be like, if it's finished, then, you know, in an hour or two hours, then it's finished building. You know, if I want to move somebody's house, it's as easy as a cutscene where they move the house. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not asking for, like, to break the immersion of the, of the daily progression. I like that aspect. It's unique to the game and it makes it fun. But to... But I want to be able to see kind of more immediate results and be able to do more than just one thing at a time, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I definitely get that. Like, destroying a bridge and building a new bridge. Like, if you, maybe if you just had the money, then maybe that should be enough other than just exactly. than having to wait. Uh, and, like, the, one of the things I like about the bridges and inclines is that the longer you wait, you wait, the cheaper it is for you. So... Like I, you can still have something like that in the in place, right? And if you want to pay more with, with in-game currency that you've earned naturally without having to pay for it, right? Then you uh, you should be able to do that. I think. I well, I mean, I, I kind of look at it the opposite direction um, in some situations because I know that Animal Crossing has this very like, especially this one as opposed to previous Animal Crossings I've played. There's more pressure to be good at the game to build exactly. something that's worth showing off to be like not only am i playing animal crossing but i'm playing it efficient 
efficiently and I'm progressing quickly. Um, and it's obvious based on what my island looks like and the amount of money I have. That exactly that is definitely a pressure I feel, but I also don't feel like I succumb to that pressure very much. I'm very poor in this game. My island is not epic, but I still play this game all the time <laughs> and I have so much fun doing it. There are times where I will log on and I'll do nothing more than get my fossils, sell my fruit, and talk to my villagers. And I look at that as an extremely well uh, spent like hour and a half or hour, you know, like I, I will sit down for a gaming session and then that, that's all I'll get out of it. And then I'll be done with it. And I, I, people might disagree, but I would, I think I'm getting just as much out of this game as someone who meticulously plans out the, like which flowers are going to plant where watering them, uh, setting up certain, you know, whatever situation so that they can progress in, um, whatever they're trying to progress in. Like, I think this game, like you said, you can make it your own. And as long as you're doing what you want to do, then you're doing it right. Right. Exactly. Which I think is B's ultimate argument toward time travel, which I think is very compelling. Um, and I think what's interesting that you, when you talk about that, cause I remember when you first got this game and you were talking about the pressure that you're talking about, right? And, the, and that productivity or that perception of productivity and how your reaction to it was very antithetical, right? It, I mean, you all, you, you're saying like, you're not succumbing to that pressure, which I, which I agree with you're not, but you're still feeling it. And your re reaction is to do the opposite, you know? So no, I love how I you're like, listen, we can tell that you're not succumbing to the pressure to be successful in Animal Crossing. That's so clear to us now. But, <laughs> no, um... no, that's not what I mean. Your island's awesome, dude. I love your island. I'm pretty happy. So cool. The thing is, now that I have sank, because uh, I, I put in a lot of time preparing for this episode, because before this, my island was very, very rural. Um, <laughs> and Is that the right word for it? <laughs> it's like it's, undeveloped sure it's you know it's mostly grass but it, and i definitely didn't have that as many paths as i has as i have now but i still like th it, there's an argument for putting in the work because i'm satisfied with the work that i've put in but at the same time i was having a great time before anyways like going right. at my slow pace only doing the things that matter to me um and not necessarily caring um what other people think of it so there's a, so I think there's something that B and and us can pretty much totally agree with, which is other aspects of the game that we would view as cheating. Um, and so I'm a, I asked her about those as well, and I think these are pretty interesting. So what do you how do you feel about other things that are more like controversial, some stuff like item duplication? Um, I mean, I the thing is I don't really care that much. My sort of my motto on it is generally unless it affects other people who are playing, you can kind of do whatever. Um, so where I draw the line is like when people were like duplicating stuff back when their game first came out and getting like millions and millions of bells and then using that as a way to say like, okay, if you want this if you want Raymond to come to your island, give me 5 million bells. And right. it's like, well, you're just arbitrarily inflating the price because you cheated and not everyone else is doing that so the way i see it is like i'm time traveling but i'm not time traveling to like stock up on rare items or whatever to abuse or if someone I, else yeah yeah if if i am like i i went back to a meteor shower a couple of times because they take forever to find so i have like the date and time that one happened saved so that like i wrote it down so that if i want more star fragments to make stuff for myself not to extort other people right then i can go back there and gather more but i'm not like there are people who would do that and then be like okay since i have like 500 large star fragments now if you want to come sell your turnips on my island you have to pay me 
10 star fragments. And if you don't have it because you played naturally, then too bad. Right. And that's the stuff that gets Cheaters under my only, skin. Cheaters only, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the, I think the item duplication stuff is pretty crazy. And there is like, this online, like, stuff. There's, what's, I think it's called Nookazon. It's like an Amazon for all of your <laughs> all the items in um, in uh, Animal Crossing, which I do want to talk about more a little bit later. But those... The prices on there can be very artificially inflated because the market has been so saturated with these exploits, right? Where people have found a way to totally break the game in a way that's definitely not intended, right? You're not just moving time one way or the other, which is something that you can do pretty simply by adjusting this, the system, but you're actually manipulating the game's mechanics into giving you more than you than you actually earned. Um, and for that reason, like it becomes this whole other thing right and it it really like starts encroaching on other people's experiences when you're like oh suddenly like this min maxing and all the efficiency and all the rules i've put in place about my for myself no longer apply and like you said earlier we're not playing the same game anymore right i actually didn't know about item duplication and i think it's important it's insane it's important also i think to bring up where you get your information about animal crossing because there are definitely streamers youtubers people out there who are showing how to play the game like quote unquote the best way or the most efficient way or just pushing the limits or pushing the boundaries in any given direction Um, but also forums places you can go to talk about animal crossing where you'll find things out um and depending on how you treat those resources will definitely impact your the way you play this game like to me it hasn't been i didn't realize how deep the flower um game mechanic goes until Mm -hmm. i yesterday i was talking with a friend and she kind of did a deep dive and told me all about it about how it's like the the genes uh it's like depending on which flowers you put next to each other and water them and who waters them as well can up your chances of getting certain hybrids and it's like a whole game within a game um but i never knew about that without talking to her because i don't seek this stuff out on the internet but it's there you know you can go online and find out the most efficient ways to do such and such you can go online to find out exactly how a game mechanic works um or if that's fun for you to just know the answer um or the way i usually try to go about it is i'm just like let me just experiment and see what happens because i'm not in a rush to be successful in this game it doesn't even if i'm never quote-unquote successful or rich or whatever in this game i just like having fun and and doing stuff you know so i actually don't i intentionally don't access those resources because for me the discovery within the game is fun yeah and i think that's i think it's commendable but i think what's really interesting about this is that there's this entire world of ethics that has been built up around this game you know and i don't know if that's really true for other games right like other games it's like oh let's, let's see how it's the best way to do this or the fastest way to beat this or anything like that it's like the the goal often seems to be something common but in animal crossing it's almost something else entirely and the way that you play is important to other people and there's like this entire kind of whether you realize it or not you're playing with a code of ethics uh in the game which i think <laughs> is hysterical uh, and it's like uh, I just love that that's like arisen like so naturally, right? And I want to see like how much further that goes as more and more exploits kind of appear, right? Whether people are going to throw away those ethics in terms of something easy that they can get really fast, right? That something that uh, item duplication offers. Sure. No. Anyway, definitely. I I got one more thing similar to uh, ethics uh, that is I think hilarious. So let's talk about that with B. Have you seen Have you seen the thing going around with <laughs> they call it turnip bombing? No. What is that? 
Oh, it's amazing. It's, well, I mean, it's also horrible, but um, it's basically you tweet like turnips going for like 800 bells, which is like factually right, right, impossible. Right, right, right. DM and then someone's at for the um, dodo code. <laughs> and then you just sit back and watch. And of course your That's notifications amazing. are going to get destroyed, but theirs are too. So I've like, and then also, cause I'm on like K-pop Twitter and Stan Twitter and like fan cams are a huge thing. It's basically just videos of your favorite artist or idol performing and people like spam it under posts or whatever. I do it kind of as a meme. People go way too far with it sometimes. Um, and it's just to get views on your personal upload of it. Right, right. And people, people will do that with um, Dodo codes or with um, turnip stuff. They'll be like, turnips going for 900 bills. Like and retweet this video of Jungkook <laughs> dancing and I'll DM you the Dodo code. And like, then like half the, half the replies are like, DM me, please. I retweet. And then uh, the other half are like, oh my God, why are people falling for this? And so it's like stuff like that like that's why i keep it to like a smaller circle or if i do search for it i just prepare myself for all of the spam I'm yeah yeah have for to wading through the trash yeah 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 i've seen so many it's like a weird epidemic of specifically people who are like fans of soccer i think i think it's usually soccer players who have started like doing this they'll be like 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 and follow and retweet for the dodo code and it's like always these people who have like pictures of guys in like soccer uniforms in their profile picture and i'm like why is sports twitter so invested in scamming people <laughs> why did why does I, sports twitter exist i'm not gonna look into it and totally them? believe it so yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway i thought that was pretty awesome <laughs> yes i mean it's not specific to animal crossing but um b has definitely kind of introduced me to the fan cam culture i mean it doesn't have to be like she's the only person i know that does that um like post a yeah. video in the replies to things which i think is hilarious because first of all fan cams can be pretty good like even if i'm not a fan of whatever artist it is sometimes they're just well edited and they're worth watching uh but also I, it's hilarious the way they interact with the rest of the community because there will be like a post i've seen the opposite where somebody from like some of the fan cam from Stan Twitter will show up in a thread underneath a sports post and they'll be like, you know, someone is like, this proves that Michael Jordan is the goat and better than LeBron James. And then someone will, you know, Stan Luna underneath it with a video. And it's like, <laughs> That's what awesome. does it have to do with anything? Although you can get reported for spamming. So what I've also yeah. seen is Stan accounts who will say something relevant to the conversation and just post the video so they're like and people will be like everybody report this account and they're like no th i'm contributing to the conversation i'm just also putting this video if anyone wants to watch it like <laughs> <laughs> that's so <laughs> funny. hilarious um but that is so interesting too and it's a part of the game that is kind of um i'm blind to is really like the mass online um interaction because well most of my stuff has been local right and the people that i interact with are my friends um so i haven't really you know, I haven't been a, a part of like any sort of scams or people who are really, you know, having malice intent in Animal Crossing of all games. Well, um, do you want to dive into it? Because I got so much about that. I got so much about that. You don't well, know how much I have about this. Well, hold on. So are you, are we done with the I B interview? I think this might be my, yeah, yeah, yeah. I finished. Uh, so that's, I have a couple more things about, uh, that she has that I think could be relevant later, but we'll play them and I'll, I'll, I'll uh, announce them later. But for now, I got that. No, no, no. I, I finished my interview with B. That was the end of it. 
Uh, so I have some more clips from her that we can uh, we can play later um, if they're relevant. Uh, but for now, I think we can head back to your house for some more podcast related uh, conversation. Let's do it. All right. Now we're in the Animal Crossing version of the Affable Chat studio. Uh, and this is where we're going to uh, do the last stretch of our conversation. So, Joey, let's uh, let's keep it going. Okay, so I want to jump back off of where I left off with B. Uh, one of the things she, she talks about is uh, turnips and turnip prices. I don't know if she, she mentioned it or not in the clips I had, but um, she made about 17 million bells on the, on the stock market, uh, which is incredible. But one, there's this website called Turnip Exchange, which I know I've shared with you. Um, and it's a, this really interesting website uh, that was created by some people that were frustrated with the game and have some uh, experience with um, how the like how these kind of networks work. Um, basically, what you do is you go onto the website. Uh, they have a bunch of different uh, posts from from random users, and they will say what their turnip prices are and anything any other events that are happening on their island. And then you can request to join their island, um, and then you wait in a queue until there's less than three people on the island, and then you get you then the dodo code is revealed to you. At which point you can visit and do whatever you want to do. So this is a great way if you like are desperate for good turnip prices to just kind of find them every single week. And it's it's a it's a pretty good system, even though like Animal Crossing itself doesn't allow for a lot of like, it's not like an MMO in any sort of way. Like it only allows three or four people on an island at a time, but it will still let you like have anyone on your island. And in that way, it can let you do all sorts of things. The Turnip Exchange website is extremely popular. Uh, at the time of writing this article uh, that I read from Joseph Knopp uh, or Noop, it, uh, it had 1.3 million users, and uh, another article I read said that they average about 250 to 300,000 users every single day, which is wow. incredible. Um, so, but, you know, this is a cool website and everything. Everyone, like, it has to kind of pass a certain above board thing, and people obviously who are scamming don't get very far. But it doesn't mean that people aren't super aren't always trying to be uh, – cool about it right there's actually this incredible post i found on reddit on the uh ac turnips uh subreddit it's a mod post it's called scammer update hot new scams to be aware of um and here i'll just read it for you it's actually it's so amazing brave new world that has such scammers in it hottest newest scam <laughs> apparently and it lists a user's name is dming people offering them what my grandmother would have described as immoral burlesque services and my other grandmother would have described as an electronic peep show in return for being allowed to sell turnips big news she did not pony up with pornography if it t sounds too good to be true boys it probably is <laughs> <laughs> Victim impact statement. Bro, I wasted four hours of my day for her. She even called me daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so people are literally selling nudes or reporting to sell nudes for turnips. <laughs> it's fucking incredible. Wow, this marketplace. And I'm assuming these are real life nudes, not some sort of like... <laughs> Version yeah, of their <laughs> okay we'll we'll get to that in a second um the so i, I got a, a quote from this article um from joseph nope um it's from ign uh the the title of the article is um hold on animal crossing has sparked an insane turnip black markets um and the quote is 
the world of Animal Crossing is meant to be one of chill hangouts, fun fashion parties, and developing the most rad island imaginable. The only the online turnip market has emerged out of Animal Crossing. Just goes to show that Tom Nook has some serious competition when it comes to being the savviest or most sinister businessman in town. So, uh, there. I mean, this whole like turnip market thing is so incredible because just because the way that people interact with it. There's this. There was actually a panic in the market uh, one day because um, everyone who was playing, uh, quote unquote, legitimately, as in not time traveling, right? Everyone's uh, who got the game on the same day, which is the day it came out, all had their shop upgrade on the same day, which meant that no, like there was a whole mass of like very dedicated users who could not sell turnips on that day. And according to like other algorithms and websites and stuff, some of those people said that that day was like one of the best days they've ever they've had in months. Like it was like turnips were selling for like 600 bells and, um, and they couldn't sell on it because the shop was closed. And it, like this happened across the internet and there was a created a panic in the market. And suddenly like, like people were like turnip prices were, were fluctuating wildly. Um, and it's just incredible. <laughs> <laughs> just so wow. Um, yeah, so uh, this kind of goes like further and further and further. Like you wouldn't even believe. I have a couple of articles here. One of them is from ARS Tec Technica uh, by Alice Oneg, uh, which um, has a, all these different things. There's this one woman named Lexi who actually was playing Animal Crossing to help pay her rent. Um, and here's a quote from that article. I view it as a side project in a way. I understand that I definitely, I will definitely need to get a more consistent paying job, but luckily with the stimulus and the kind uh, Animal Crossing community, community, I will afloat, I am afloat for now. And what she's doing is she's actually selling, she's harvesting bells in her island and then selling them for real cash online. Wow. Which is not something that you're allowed to do. Nintendo will crack down on it, but you can, you can do it if you're clever about it. <laughs> that's insanity to me like, it's so crazy oh but just you wait man <laughs> there are there are also artists out there that have turned their islands into like real art galleries and like have created real works of art in their in their like houses and stuff and there's actually and they've actually sold real life merch related to the uh to their stuff which is that makes cool. more sense that's really yeah, yeah. cool and actually, there's this, there's these, this really awesome story about these real-life fashion designers who are using the game to plan elaborate photo shoots and model new fashions in the game. And they've actually collaborated with real, like, real fashion places. There are the, people, the people behind it are the same people behind the Dover Street Market, which is this famous like, pop-up shop that like, is, is famous for its unique storefronts. Um, they have storefronts all over the world, including New York City. Um, and so they created a one for Animal Crossing called the Nook Street Market. Um, and here's a quote from that article. It has definitely some uh, become a form of work, said you, one of the uh, one of the fashion designers. We take Zoom meetings. We make take Zoom meetings, and our projects have deadlines. The design process itself typically takes about thirty to forty five minutes per design, but that doesn't include styling our avatars, shooting photos, or preparing backdrops and scenes. The team posts several of their own outfits a day, in addition to working on free custom orders that customers place via email. According to you. Uh, co collaborations might involve all of us or just one of us. In those situations, we volunteer ourselves. Um, and there's, they have made all sorts of stuff. They've, they've done collaborations with Chanel, with Prada, with Vin, Vin uh Westwood, and Alexander McQueen, who are apparently famous fashion designers. There's also this really hilarious dress uh, that they made. It's, so it's modeled off of a real dress. Here, let me send you the link to it so you can see it. We can post it in the video too. I'm sending it to you on the Hangouts chat 
option. Do you see it? It's, um, on, it's an Instagram link. Sure. I'm not. I'll make sure I get it. I'm not looking <laughs> okay. at that right now. Anyway, so to describe it, it's a picture of a the real dress is a picture of this woman in this like big tiered dress. It's like very. It's got like kind of this pastel um gradient and it says no photos please on it it's like a very like fashiony like like uh postmodern type of thing and they made one that says the same thing in animal crossing it looks very similar but they actually changed it to say no sea bass please which i find <laughs> pretty hilarious <laughs> that's one thing i've really enjoyed about the online community is like all the inside jokes that i'm privy to yeah yeah being part of this community Although it's I'm pretty... feeling less and less a part of this community as this conversation goes on. Because I'm like, I don't remember getting offered any nudes in Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> You're sitting in the wrong summers, man. Well, uh, I don't know. I, I also don't know how much of that part of the community I'm interested in being a part of. But uh, it, doesn't, it definitely seems like that's the cutting edge. So one of the other places actually making real money off of this game is the turn of exchange that I've just mentioned. They have a Patreon that offers like a special tiers and like special opportunities for specific customers, depending on what you, what you're offering. Um, and so they've actually made this into like almost a full-time business based on the number of users that they have uh, and the amount of support they've gotten on Patreon. I mean, they're making, uh, you know, more than a thousand dollars a month uh, just on Patreon alone, which is so crazy. But the, the game itself is like actually become a, like a simulation of many different aspects of life. One of them that I find really interesting is this dominatrix who has moved her services to Animal Crossing. So I got a quote here. Winter, who has uh, dominated as a dominatrix for more than seven years, is now forcing clients to water flowers, cross-dress, and pay, and pay them bells, the currency in Animal Crossing. If the player, players disobey, Winter can pull, uh, put them in a cage virtually. Oh my and, gosh. Um, she has a uh, quote says, sex workers are always adapting. And this is just another layer of adaptation. Winter said, I need to connect with my clients somehow. This is a, this is a, um, article written in the guardian, um, uh, by, uh, that's right. The guardian doesn't have, um, any sort of byline. So there's, it's just the guardian. Um, so, so some of the things that she'll do is she'll smack them with a net, laugh at them while they cry, or lock them in a cage. Um, and she says that lots of people are into this because they're kind of experimenting safely with cross-dressing or like gender bending and stuff. And she's non-binary, so she's like very like open to that kind of thing and like very encouraging of that kind of thing. Um, and she says it's like a safe place to do all of this stuff. Uh, and like in the game, it's pretty crazy. Wow. <laughs> Um, that wouldn't have been my first thing to think of. Uh, you know, like, I, I don't know if I'm enterprising enough uh, to think of that as a business model, but it makes sense. Like, one of the things I sense. love about Animal Crossing is the freedom I have to express myself through clothing. Because, like, in real life, you have to buy all this stuff with real money. It's super expensive. And if you're not sure if something that is a little bit less defined for your, you know, gender identity is a safe choice. It's harder to spend 70 bucks on it in real life and then be like, okay, now I'm never going to wear this versus yeah. an animal crossing where you can just get it. And you're like, maybe I will wear a skirt. Maybe that'll look good <laughs> on me. Yeah. If someone gives me a skirt, I'm going to wear it. That's for sure. Definitely. Um, so one of the other things I talked about was a, uh, was dating. There was this woman who met a guy on Tinder and they were talking for a while across different social medias. And eventually they met up in animal crossing. And they, this is a quote from that same interaction. She said, it felt liberating to be able to sit on a bench together, gazing at the moon, to run around after each other and chase butterflies, to go fishing together behind the house. She said, it just felt more real. And speaking from experience, like 
uh, I was long distance with my girlfriend Jenny, uh, and we both got this game, and we had like a short Animal Crossing date where we like met up on an island, and it was like you actually felt that kind of connection because I knew she was there interacting with this avatar the same way I was, and I could see all the things she was doing and see the way that she was interacting with me. It just felt so much more connected than just being like talking on the phone or even through Skype. Uh, it's like it's like you're actually almost physically there just because of your way you're able to disassociate in a way i think it's awesome and i totally i totally agree i know that that feeling of yeah really it's interacting on a more like real level especially during a period of quarantine i haven't seen anybody that i know in real life like i haven't talked to anybody who doesn't work at my grocery store or live in my apartment complex since before animal crossing came out so this has actually been a pretty uh, a useful tool for certain people for me to engage with them because it's it does feel like interacting even though it's so cartoony and like you're so limited in things you can do it still has that aspect of like being in a physical space with someone in, especially in like yeah a, sitting, in, in like sitting down together and just being there like it i know it's hard to even really explain but it's like having a conversation with somebody over the phone is one thing but having a conversation over the phone while we're sitting together on a bench in animal crossing is another thing you know yeah. it's like I don't know. I'm it glad is, you brought that up because that is an important aspect of this. And actually, these these two um, actually have moved in together to quarantine together, and now they play Animal Crossing together all the time. So nice. it's very cute. It's a very cute story. <laughs> One other aspect, uh, like that's kind of been a like simulated in the game, is a talk show. And there's this guy. There's this guy who said, "I'm going to start a talk show in my on my house." And he invited some of his friends, and he started streaming it on Twitch. And now it's like this really popular show on Twitch, and he gets real life celebrities to show up. In their animal avatars, uh, in their Animal Crossing avatars, on his island to do a talk show with him. Wow! <laughs> he has he has like a drum set to simulate like a band. He has an announcer to like put everything together. Um, and here's a quote from him. He says, uh, "Wida's uh, efforts to make an in-game talk show comes at an actual comes as actual primetime talk show hosts are being forced to film their own segments at home." At this point, there's no difference between what we do and what the Tonight Show does, Witta said. <laughs> that sounds about right. Some of those and have he, been pretty yeah. bad. <laughs> and honestly, like he's had guests from all over the world, right? Like there's no limitations on who can who's available for this, which is so funny. Oh my gosh. Well, um, I mean, look so, at what we're doing. We're we're turning it into content yeah. as well. Like this game is just it's so much more than just uh, you know a, a lifestyle simulator. So I want to return a little bit back to like the the marketplace of the marketplace of ideas. No, no the marketplace of of uh, Nukazon and all the other things you can buy online. So I don't know if you know this, but one of the options you can buy online is other villagers. You can buy like I did not know that. That you can sounds buy other people morally like, questionable. <laughs> it's basically human trafficking. So the way that it like the technical aspect of it is very simple, right? You can go to someone else's island, and if you talk to one of their villagers, eventually you'll come across a dialogue option that lets you ask them if they want to move to your island instead. And so you can um, you can in that way sort of steal villagers. But one of the things that people will do is they'll say, "Hey, I have a villager that lots of people seem to like. Why don't you um, come over here and pay me some bells, and then you can you know have the option to take him to your island." And there's this woman. Um, 
uh, named Rebecca Stone who wrote an article about how she sold one of her um, Animal Crossing villagers on the black market. It's very funny. Um, she said that the that the she had a koala koala named Ozzy who was moving out, and then she she was curious about what would happen if she if she listed him online. And somebody offered to pay her a million bells to come and and talk to him before he moved out, and he was kind of lost forever. Um, and yeah, it totally worked out. And she's like. Like, I feel really dirty about this, but, like, it all worked out. Like, Ozzy was going to leave anyway. I get a million bells, and that guy gets the, the villager he wanted. Like, what's to, what's not to love about this? Right. I've actually I've experienced that so far. I thought it was a really cool feature of the game where I I didn't even talk to her. Um, but I, one of my villagers, Rhonda, moved to my island from one of my friend's island, and she remembers that she used to live there. Oh, wow. So when you talk to her, you know how they have like the green highlighted word? Or maybe it's, I think it's like yeah, yeah, pink yeah. or purple. But it highlights any names of an island. And she'll name drop her old island and name drop my island and be like, hey, I moved. You know, and like that's part. <laughs> yeah, remember I moved? That's like a, that's one of my characteristics. Exactly. Which is pretty neat because, uh, pretty neat. you know, it gives added value to talking to people on other people's islands. Not talking to their so villagers. The so the epitome of this is Raymond the cat. I don't know if you've seen Raymond or not. He's like a gray cat. He's got two different colored eyes. I can't remember what that term is, like heterochromonia or something like that. Sure. Uh, he's got glasses uh, and like kind of like this like stylish haircut. Anyway, everyone's obsessed with him. He's like the number one villager. And so he'll go online. He'll He's available online on like Nookazon for like millions and millions of bells or like hundreds of... Um, of Nook Miles tickets. Uh, B has talked a little talked a little bit about that too, about how many like how you could uh, like spend five hundred uh, Nook Miles tickets on a single villager, um, and like Raymond is at that that top tier. And actually, uh, she she brought up this thing that I thought was really really funny. Um, let's see if I can find it. Hold on one second. There's an account that um, on Twitter that I absolutely love. I forget the ad for it, but it's something along the lines of less expensive than Raymond or like Raymond costs <laughs> more than. And there was like a an eBay listing for Raymond for a thousand real US dollars. I don't doubt yeah. it. I 100% yeah. don't doubt it. And so there's like this account that'll be like, 500 copies of FIFA 13 is less expensive than Raymond or stuff or like, <laughs> or like um, a mint condition holographic Charizard card is less expensive than Raymond. And like, like that. And enough, so, enough pizza to feed a family of four for a month is less yeah, expensive exactly. than Raymond. So, so the, the, the account is actually called cheaper, cheaper Raymond uh, at cheaper Raymond on Twitter. Uh, and it's exactly what she's saying. Like, it's like, as I've mentioned earlier, right, like bells can translate to real currency because of the labor that's intended, that that's associated with it and how you can like exploit that for your own whatever purposes you want. And therefore, things that are expensive in Animal Crossing are expensive in real life, just like so Raymond is actually worth like real money <laughs> in real time in real labor um, to the point where it's actually he's more expensive. This fake cat. It's more expensive than real things that can affect your life. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you want a stimulus check and you just want to spend it all in Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you must be pretty great then. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Anyway, I got so much more, but I think that covers the majority of like of a, this kind of deep dive of the Animal Crossing community as a whole and all the things that are possible and that people have been doing with this game. It's it's honestly such a simple mechanics. Like there's so many things you can't do, yet 
people have found ways to make it their own and like through the community aspect of it, make it into something that's like resembling real life with all of the intricacies, weirdness, and like, like strange happenings that happen in real life can all happen in animal crossing as well. Um, and that's, I think that's wonderful. <laughs> no, I, I think it's great too, but I, you know, I always want to, and I've been pushing this idea this whole time, but like, there's nothing wrong with taking things at your own pace. There's nothing wrong with playing animal crossing for the reasons that you want to play it, whether that's getting all the flowers, you know, getting all the fossils or just vibing out with your virtual best friends. You know, um, I think that's what the beauty of this game is that it's deep enough that if you want to really get into it, you can really get into it. And there's just an endless it's a rabbit hole that you can go down and explore animal crossing for all that it is. But it's also just a, the most casual game possible where you can just have fun in whatever little ways you want on this virtual island, which for me, I think that's awesome. That's amazing range. Um, even if I find myself on the more casual end of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think we're reaching the end of this episode of affable chat. And like we do at the end of all of our episodes, we're going to, uh, give our subject its rating. We're going to rate animal crossing and Joey, why don't you give it your rating first? I give this uh, I give this game a clump of weeds. <laughs> <laughs> that is um, that doesn't seem like a lot. Doesn't seem like uh, okay. So I, I want to just clarify a little bit. Like I'm so tired of playing this game. <laughs> I like all of the I like reading all this stuff about it. I like hearing all the crazy things people do with it. But I'm very much like a not online person. I like being in my own little bubble. I like being outside of it and kind of observing. I like being a lurker. This game, like being like, I don't want to say forced to, but like try like being pressured to play this game for this last few weeks to, in preparation for this episode has just been awful for me. Cause I've just been like, Ugh, I don't want to play this game anymore. I'm done. I'm done do picking fruit. It takes so long. And my controller, like I have Joy-Con drift. So like sometimes you'll see in the video, like I just start running to the right <laughs> or to the left <laughs> and I can't stop it. Like it just happens. I know like my hands aren't even touching the, the controller. It's so annoying. And so I'm just, I'm like frustrated with the controls, with the freaking shoveling, with the, with the fact that I, I can dig up fossils every day and not get anything new that like the flowers don't make any sense to me that I have to, that I only get to have 10 villagers on my Island. So I can't make like a metropolis like I wanted to. Yeah. I'm just frustrated. Right. And, uh, so I, I, it was fun while it lasted, but ultimately just like when I first realized that you could spend that, that you can, uh, it's like I first, when I first realized that you can, uh, sell weeds for bells, I was super excited. And then I realized how cheap they were. I'm over it. I'm over it. All right. Well, that's. I'm glad you're letting us know how you really feel. Um, I give Animal Crossing 5,000 affable chat miles, which nice. that's a lot. That's a lot of affable chat miles, but they can only be redeemed here on the podcast. Wow. So <laughs> you may, you're, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of miles. It's a it's very valuable reward, but remember, it's only something you can spend here. Although this criticism definitely doesn't hit as hard after we talked about how Animal Crossing is now transcended the marketplace within itself <laughs> and become real money. Um, but my Apple chat miles haven't done that. So again, only, That's right. only redeemable. Not here. tainted. <laughs> Amazing. 
So that's going to do it for our episode on Affle, on Affle. I keep calling it Affable Chat. It's Animal Crossing. AC, AC. Um, I'm glad we did this. I like reviewing video games. It's it's a yeah, it's, fun. it's a nice uh, fresh of breath air, and hopefully the YouTube viewers will enjoy getting something to look at. If you want to hear your own voice on the podcast, you can call our number that somehow still exists. Uh, it's eight three three six hundred two four two eight. Yes, that's eight three three six hundred chat. The phone lines are open for a very limited time because yes. I forgot to call them this week, so I have to call them this next week. So call us up, <laughs> leave us a message, and we'll play it on a future episode. Unless we've already canceled that phone number, in which case, forget it. Uh, too too slow. You, you're uh, you're too slow. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, um, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, and wherever you listen to us, make sure you leave us a review. It really helps us grow. You can reach us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram, all at the same handle, at AffableChat, or send us an email, affablechat at gmail.com. This podcast will be uploaded on YouTube with a visual aspect, uh, but we also have other YouTube videos on there that are not related to our movie reviews or video game reviews. So check those out as well. Just search YouTube for Affable Chat. And that's going to do it for this episode. For Affable Chat, I'm Benjamin. And I'm Joey. Thanks for listening.